Jess, I want to first off congratulate you on episode 50. I think that's a bit of a milestone for us. Uh, Likewise. I, um, usually we give up on everything we try by this long. So this is this is kind of a big surprise. And in order to make the milestone even a better milestone, people will be able to not only hear our book loss, <laughs> but they'll be able to see us too. So congratulations. Yeah, man, that's been something that it's been in the works for quite some time. We've talked about it for a bit and, you know, we're hoping, uh, hoping we don't have any technical difficulties or anything, but this should be the first uh, of our video podcast as well. And the, those of us that can see us, it's good to see you still repping the colors, Jess. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's an important thing to do. It was a tough, tough season. It was a good season. Uh, it was just a tough way to end it. And, you know, I think we should start off by just talking a little bit about our Niners. And, we you know, we got to pack the episode walk back a lot. I have to walk back a lot of shit I talked last time. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. I should have, you know, I should have reined it in. But the moment, the moment got me. Um, and then, you know, everything comes crashing down sometimes. And... Man, that was a good three quarters of football. That was. It was a good three quarters. And, you know, I think we overachieved this year. Um, we, I say we, as in I was out there on the field with them. <laughs> uh, you know, being a being a diehard Niner fan um, for most of my life, you know, unfortunately... Um, I wasn't around, well, I was around, but I wasn't really watching football when I was two years old. That's when they last time, you know, they won. So I have never really seen a Niner Super Bowl, like with them winning. And, you know, we fell, we, we've since like 2011, we've had the opportunities, but we've just fallen short. And that's unfortunately what happened again. And the worst, the thing that makes it just a little bit more worse is it was against the Rams. Yeah. I I talked to Klaus a little amount of shit. And, you know, in hindsight, would I take any of it back? Probably not. Um, so, you know, I was talking about this with you and a few other. The biggest thing that comes here that you take away from this, right, is what do you, how do you fix this, right? So one way to fix this is one thing that you can just say, you can critique, people go, you know, you can't talk shit about your own team. But I think you can give an honest criticism I think one thing that I've noticed that the one thing that Kyle's Jimmy's gone, you know, so that's the thing. Like Jimmy's Thanks a great, for the memories, Jimbo. Yeah. And so what Kyle Shanahan, there's one thing I think for me personally, you can tell me is when he goes up, when he goes up in these games and when they're doing winning, he's kind of got that Andy Reid thing now, right? Where it's like, he's good now. He's good, but he's just not good enough. Like, do you have the sense of where when he's up, he starts playing not to lose versus playing to win? Yeah. Uh, you know, me being somebody that's never played organized football, I was on a flag football team in my freshman year of college where I could proudly say I had zero catches. And I do fancy myself somewhat of a quarterback in the little football pickup games that we do play. But, you know, having an opinion on this team, um, I, I, I do think so. That's why... In the past, like in the Dallas game, they just eked it out. You know, it was mm-hmm. a little bit of the same, but that that's always the 
you know, the football thing where you go up, you you start running the ball more. The main objective is to just run out the clock and, you know, maintain that lead that you've built. And that, you know, that works a lot of the times. But nowadays with the more high-powered offenses, especially you have an offense like the fucking Rams, leads aren't safe. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what happened with the Chiefs, you know, when we played them against in the, in the Super Bowl. Uh, we were up. We tried to do the same thing like you, you're saying where, you know, you try to just hold on to that lead instead of, you know, stepping on that team's neck and extending it and you know just fucking putting the pedal down and i don't know if that if our offense isn't able to do that or what happens but i think a big criticism people have been pointing out and i don't know if debo was hurt but supposedly for the last like 10 minutes of the game or whatever debo didn't get the ball yeah it just makes no sense it's like you and the defense does its job the defense did its job the defense held how many the packers to how many points what come on the, the dallas yeah. dallas and then even the rams you held them under 20 points you scored 31 on this team before so i i don't know so that's something i think does it come down to are you afraid like are and you trying I to protect I, your quarterback I, I think a lot of the blame and you know I, I think one of the cool things in this playoffs was seeing just how many niners fans there are out there that was uh, insane yeah, just seeing everybody come out in full force. And it's dope, you know. Uh, I think the NFL is better when the Niners and, like, the Cowboys and these older teams do good because, you know, the fan base is out there. Um, it was dope to see the faithful out there. And um, I think Jimmy's getting a lot of the criticism. And I think you've been kind of saying, like, some of this should fall on Kyle as well, right? I think, yeah, I think it falls on everybody. Some, you know, tart. Tart catches that interception, you know, you know, mm-hmm. fuck. But hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, I can just sit here and fucking be mad and I can just cuss out Jimmy and I can just but what's the point? Jimmy's gone, right? But Kyle's not gone. So that's why I think it's gonna have to fall on Kyle because Kyle's still gonna be here and I have never coached an NFL team before. So, you know You're pretty good at Madden though. I, I am, I am. And I had a friend tell me Kyle needs to go and I was like, No, 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 Kyle. No. Oh yeah, so we could get what bring Jim Tom Sula back, who's farting in fucking press conferences. Yeah, that's who. We, yeah, Kyle needs no. to no. Kyle doesn't need to go. He goes well. Kyle just can't win. Kyle, and then you know there's some stats floating around. Kyle's fifty three and zero in uh, playoff games in the fourth quarter. So oh, I think I think he's outscored fifty three to zero. Or yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So it's for like, somebody that like uh, <laughs> I think you were you the night that it happened. You know we talked on the phone and i think now what we're going to get on the pod is a a more sanitized version of like our yeah, conversation it's like fuck fucking kyle fuck jimmy you know fuck you're whoever. like you're like he can people call him an offensive genius a wizard you just kept saying <laughs> wizard. fucking wizard <laughs> kind of fucking wizard does <laughs> and you know. No, yeah, you know, like the pattern's there now. This is the third time. Yes, can you uh, can you blame that Falcons fucking you know the Patriots comeback on him? He was the no. offensive coordinator. He yeah. wasn't the head coach. But then, what happened with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in 2019? And then you know, dropping another fucking comeback for some reason. When they're down, they play better. But when they're up, I think you. Well, that's you it. Were, we just gotta let. The, they just gotta go down. You gotta, they gotta be down going into the fourth quarter, and then we win. That's a. I figured it out. That's gonna be our secret. I think we're losing our. Um, I think we're losing our our OC. 
I think he's getting a job somewhere else. Or DC is staying. He's staying. Thank yeah, God for that, so. Tobiko Ryan. So. so, you know, but it was yeah, it was a hell of a game. Outcome didn't come Hell of a season, dude. Yeah, hell, hell of a, a season. season. We were three and, uh, you know, the Niners were three and five at one point. And then mm-hmm. to see the resilience. And then, you know, last season, it was a shit year because they were hurt. Everybody was. Remember, like, how horrific that was? But. It was good, man. This team's definitely capable. And I think, you know, what people have been saying, they're just kind of like a quarterback away. The offense, we got blue chippers on offense. Defense is good. Uh, Secondary on the defense. Definitely need to upgrade the secondary. Um, So speaking of just being a quarterback away, let's let's see. um, I, I think we might have that quarterback. And this is what he had to say about Jimmy. So I'm going to share this real quick learn from him in that way that you'll be able to take into next year i mean jimmy's the man you've heard it from it's no one's lying about it i mean he, he's he's inspired so many guys in this room everything he's played through this year um everything he's taught me how he's handled our whole situation um you know everyone put us against each other and everything like that in the media for, throughout this whole year the whole otas everything uh but, but he's been nothing to like but a big brother to me you know this whole year uh so whether it's competing with him at practice or or sitting in the meeting room asking him questions uh, i mean he's been been nothing but great to me uh, and i i've been nothing but just just thankfulness for him um and everything he's done and, and how he's handled everything um and, and obviously he's going to be a, one of my best friends for for my whole entire life uh so super excited obviously to, to get to spend a couple of weeks with him now uh in these next few weeks yeah right you gotta love that guy man uh-huh and I think, yeah, one thing that he did say, um, how the media kind of try to put them against each other, which they do. They're like, oh. I did it. I was like, they need to fucking bench him. <laughs> and, start yeah. and, and then that was, that was, that was a whole thing on, dude, there's like two fucking, it just sucks. Cause it's like, we're all Niners fans. Like, can we all just like be united on this? Uh, it's like a reflection of how America is too, but there's it's just torn people are like jimmy people are like trey and now the people that were jimmy fans are are rooting for trey to suck and be a bust it's like what kind of a fucking fan are you i i digress i don't know we'll see we'll see how it unfolds but congrats to the rams man they really and it all comes back to the time that i ran into jimmy garoppolo at a local starbucks here in the bay Mm -hmm, area mm -hmm. good god is he good looking like i just said i was like this beautiful stacked guy walking by and i was like and then i look up and i was like holy shit that's jimmy garoppolo and then you know i was sitting outside and then he we got his order and he's walking out and i was like hey man i hate to do this but uh is it okay if i get a picture and he's like oh man my hands are full and then just kept walking and i was like all right jimmy and that's the day, like, you cursed his career. And you were like, you will never win. <laughs> and you didn't realize you did it to yourself, too. But you were Honestly, like, I think he did me a favor. Fucking, I would have looked like a gargoyle standing next to Jimmy in that picture. <laughs> um, you know, Gucci Garoppolo, man. He rolls up with those Armani suits looking nice. Like, can it's you like, Trey's like, I learned playbook? a lot from him. Uh, Jimmy's taught me uh, I need to get a tailor. Jimmy's like, don't don't lay your suits down. Make sure that you're hanging and put them on like right as before you go. It's like, what about play calling and any football? Uh, you know, Jimmy kind of mentioned a couple of things there too. He said, uh, Jimmy sure said, to- whenever it's time and you have any doubts, 
just throw an interception. Like, God damn it. He's like, nothing beats a timely interception. It's like, Kyle's like, no, Trey, no. We just can't. And then um, I don't know if you have it pulled up, but Jimmy actually, you know, he he, he had a little press conference today too. And I do and, have it know, pulled up, so I was going to share that too. Um, because, you know, as, as much as I can shit on Jimmy G, and I've done my fair share of it, when you're mad, you're mad. But he's a good guy, man. And uh, that, this is what he had to say comebacks on the road ups and downs it's you guys so see ya there's more of that and I and i was wondering like were we gonna go into the off season like questioning like hey is it gonna be is are they bringing jimmy back they went into the nfc chain it seems like it's just done we were assuming that but like i saw like somebody reported like a tweet today that like they're already they're 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 searching a trade partner for him. So I, it's I think, just Yeah. There's no point of keeping this going, right? I mean, I think Jimmy it seems pretty from both of those pressers. They both know where this is headed and then I saw somebody write in the comment section they should bring um Aaron Rodgers in for a season or something. And I'm like, that's just disrespectful to Trey at this point. Like I I think we still think you're not ready. We're gonna bring somebody else in. So, you know, it was good. I and like like I was saying before, this isn't just a Niners podcast, so but you know, we are Niners fans. We want to talk about it. Congrats to the Rams. They did a great no, job. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm gonna say it. Fuck it, you know. I'm not gonna root for them in the Super Bowl, let's just be honest. But good for them. See what happens what you... when you take when you take somebody out of Detroit? Like imagine I if th- the Lions had a quarterback I, I think, like I Matt th- Stafford. I think somebody said that um that, you know, Matthew Stafford's in the Super Bowl, Eminem's part of the Halftime show. This is the closest like Detroit's getting to the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Hey, no, I, I have some. You but, know, I you have know, friends that uh, are fans. that's what happens when you mortgage your like all the draft picks and just go get these stars and put them. I'm bitter. I'm fucking bitter. Yeah, I am too. But and you know. uh, just you know, we'll 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 touch on the Bengals because that was incredible. Joey I think people. Burrow. Yeah, I think people have been fucking kind of betting against them and not, not doubting them. They thought it was like a good little story that they won their first like playoff game in I think like 31 years or something. And then mm-hmm. I think Joey fucking after that, he's like, yeah, this is a standard now. He, he's a bad that, motherfucker. That's a, that's, a, that's a bad man, right? Yeah. Like, he's just, he's just, when I grow up, I want to be as cool as Joe Burrow. Like, that's a cool guy. Like, yeah, he's like six years younger than you, but I know, okay. But still, I'm just saying like, that's a, that. That's a cool dude. Like, and I that, think you've been you've been touching on this. Like, to think this is his first year back after that fucking crazy knee injury, dude. Mm-hmm. And, and to come back and do the things as he's doing, I think it's just like that dude's just—he's a beast, man. Good for the Bengals. I'll, I'll be definitely cheering, rooting hard for the Bengals. But I, again, I you know I've been doubting them like pretty much every round, and I don't know how they're going to do against that Rams fucking defense, dude. Because that's been the thing with the Bengals. Their offensive line is just not good. I think Joey got fucking Joe. Sorry, don't mean to disrespect you, Mr. Burrow. Uh, Joe got sacked like nine times um, in the game before the Chiefs. And look at look at that guy. Come on. That's that's a bad man right there. Right. Yeah. And I don't know who's got bigger balls on their team, him or their kicker. <laughs> right tell that story yeah i think i think we touched it last week where fucking you know they needed oh, a yeah, field we did, goal we did talk about it a little 
yeah. to you know beat the Titans, and the fucking kicker walked out there and was like, well. Looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game. And he, and he fucking drilled another fucking, you know, field goal to send them to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, the the big fucking topic that in this past week, Jess, or the week prior after the Bills game was, oh, these, these fucking uh, overtime rules. You win a coin toss, you win the game. You win a coin toss, you win the game. We went to overtime again. The Chiefs again won the fucking uh, coin toss, but they didn't win. The Bengals defense came through, picked off Mahomes, and the fucking Bengals. It, it was just at that point, it was like, it's done once they got mm-hmm. that turnover. And if I were to ask you, Jess, after the first time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl against the Niners, if I were to ask you, hey, in the next four years, how many Super Bowls do you think this Chiefs team wins? I would have at least said at least two. Yeah. Right? And that's just the thing about the NFL. And that's the thing what's incredible about Tom Brady. That after that first Chiefs win, you're like, oh, they're going to win a bunch. And they've won one in the past, I think, three years now. And fucking Brady. yeah, This this whole situation about his retirement rubbed me wrong. Um, I get Adam Schefter. You're doing your job. Uh, you know, your job is to do scoops and be a professional snitch, essentially. And, you know, <laughs> leak things. People leak things to you and you report them. I think if it's like, oh, this trade's happening or this roster move's happening, this contract move is happening, the team is shopping this person, that's happening. But I think if a guy plays 22 years in the league and is considered the greatest of all time, um, it's kind of on him, on his own terms, he could re- uh, he could announce his retirement. He could put out his own statement. You don't need to leak it um, like a couple days. Was it the day of the fucking championship games? Like, I think, you know, I think Brady was wanting to let the championship games be done, let the focus be on the teams, and then he was going to announce it. Yeah. But this fucking dropped early, and I think it pissed him off because, you know, they, they then you know, what we heard out of Brady's camp was, that, hey, he's not even close to a fucking decision yet. Yeah. I thought he was going to, like, just play another more, like, one more season just to spite the media. Like, fuck you guys. You know what? I'm not retiring now. I didn't get to announce it. But, yeah, with all, like, the guy, he he's owed that, you know, for what he's done for the game. Seven rings. This is the first, um, this is the first Super Bowl in 19 years. Remember, I posted a stat or a yeah. that doesn't have him. Playing in it, either him, Peyton Manning, the Steelers, or, the Niners. Yeah. or Niners, or or yeah, or the Niners. So yeah, so it, it, it's pretty insane. And so I think, like you said, he's owed that much for what he's left to the game. Let him announce his own retirement. My friend, uh, one of my friends said maybe he's gonna play one more year and get a farewell tour. And no, he's not. And you know, uh, some of the things that we saw with like the last year of. Peyton Manning, the last year of Drew Brees, the last year of Roethlisberger. Rivers, funny enough, was pretty decent in his last year. He took the Colts to the playoffs, but you know, Roethlisberger, they somehow got managed to get into the playoffs, but he was pretty cooked. Mm-hmm. Peyton, you know, his last year, that was the year that they actually won the Super Bowl with the Broncos, but he had a noodle arm that whole year. They didn't win, you know, because of him. They, you know, like it was mostly on the defense and stuff. But the way that Brady went out was still at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Fucking 
marched this team back, had a hell of a season. I don't have his stats pulled up or anything, but he had a hell of a season. Yeah. His stats were like better than ever. And, you know, he 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 essentially like yeah, they lost, but he still went out at the top of his game. And yeah, seven championships. He put out a lengthy he put out a lengthy um, you know, retirement thing on his Instagram today, I think. Uh, yeah. what did what did you say? It was like very long. I, I didn't read it. It's like the man played for 22 years, Jess. It's going to be long. But I think what 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 came out after was he didn't mention the Patriots or like the Patriots fans or whatever. It was more so geared towards Tampa. And then I think people were like, "What the fuck?" And then uh I again, this is like a report that's leaked. I don't know. Uh they said supposedly he's going to sign a one-day contract with the Patriots and you know finish it with them so um i'm pulling up at 2021 his uh football references for his he had 5,000 yards um in 2021 he had 43 touchdowns 12 interceptions and 67 percent completion rating not yeah. bad right not bad at all dude i don't get why his name wasn't getting brought up in the mvp conversation but hell of a career Brady, you know, props to you. I'm not going to lie. I used to root against those Patriots teams until like the last two Super Bowls when I was like, all right, this is just greatness. I can't hate on it anymore. And then, you know, just to fucking, it was Jordan going to the Wizards, but he wins a championship with them. That's what he did with Tampa, you know? Mm-hmm. So You know, everything he, well, you got to see, you got, we got to see a lot of good, great stuff. We got to see, even this season, you know, we got to see Antonio Brown do his end. <laughs> so what happens to the Bucks now? I think they're going to go after Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, maybe Jimmy G. Um, I think they still feel they have a good team, and they're just going to try to go in and plug in one of these other quarterbacks. And, you know, so we'll see, man. Um, again, props to Brady. Let's go, Joey. Uh, Joe. It, if know, Joe, Bengals. if Joe, Joe wins, by the way, he's gonna pull. Um, he's gonna pull the triple crown. He's gonna be able to in his first three years, like, in his, he's gonna have a he's gonna have won the Heisman Trophy, the College Football National Championship, and if he wins a Super Bowl, he wins a Super Bowl. He can he's gonna do it all in just three years. Yeah, no other players had all three of those accomplishments like ever, and let alone doing it in like a three year span. So. That's a, that that's on the line, and then the other narrative in the Super Bowl is the Rams. Uh, Sean mm-hmm. McVay got a little twitchy in that game with those two. Like fuck, he he was getting a little choky. Mm-hmm. His team came through though, and uh, you know Aaron Donald. I think uh, he pulled the defense to the side and was like, you know, like fucking wake up. This is one thing that you know that I think he said that in an interview that he wants a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. you know, Matthew Stafford. You know, coming from Detroit. Let's see, man. There's some good narratives. Um, would have been nice to see our Niners there, but you know, we'll we'll be there soon enough. I think the future's future's definitely bright. Trey Lance season. (laughs) We'll win it next year. Um, (laughs) or not? Fuck it. Who knows? We'll we'll play it by ear. Um, so this is this is always like a hard transition to go from sports to um movies. But not movies, shows. Yeah, nerd shit. Nerd shit. So here's the nerd shit segment. We're going to talk about Peacemaker first. And 
What do you think about the newest episode of Peacemaker? Let's just get Bro, into it. Bro, I am captivated by this fucking show, and I think a lot of people are because there. I think James uh, Gunn said that they're already looking, or they're going to be in the works to launch another spinoff um, from the Suicide Squad. So one of the other characters from James Gunn's Suicide Squad might be getting their own show. I have a hint. Uh, I, if I were to guess, I would think maybe it's the Rat Lady because she was one of the bigger catcher. Uh, I like how James Gunn catcher. doesn't even fucking exist in this universe. He doesn't exist in the, because he's fucking... There's a, in this episode, you know, so Peacemaker finds out... Um, spoilers, guys, if you mm-hmm. don't already know, if you didn't see the last podcast... So in this episode, you know, he finds out that they framed his dad and stuff. And then he's listing off like a bunch of characters he, that uh, <laughs> economists could have framed instead of his dad. And I think he lists like 80 people, right? You yeah, Cena so you know, was it, just going he on. Was just this, li- he's <laughs> gone kind of viral since. Yeah, and then, and one of them, he goes James Gunn and somebody else. I don't know who else he says before he says James Gunn. Freddie, and then, uh, the guy that plays Vigilante. Yeah, Freddie Storm, Freddy. I think he said. You think, yeah, and then James Gunn and Economist goes, those two people don't even exist. Like, those aren't even real names or something. So yeah, I like that. Ariana Grande, blah, blah, he goes, blah. She's, he goes, Ariana Grande is too innocent to be framed, okay? <laughs> so, you know, that comes to a head. Um, and they find out in this episode, like, um, Arebayo finds, like, this factory where they're manufacturing that gooey shit that the moths or whatever. Butterflies. Butterflies, moths, butterflies. Moths. Yeah, you know, close enough. I was Mothra. Um, does, he probably said Mothra as one of those people. But <laughs> he, he finds out where it's being manufactured, and that's kind of where this episode is. They kind of go in there, and they break. They try to see. And then he's taken in the previous episode a bunch of helmets. So the helmet that he has in this one is the x-ray one, so he can see who actually is a butterfly and who's not. And this whole factory is infested with um, these butterflies where they're making this stuff, and they just go in. So, you know, previous to this... Scene. Yeah, and it's, I don't know if, they, they have a gorilla, I was like, oh shit, is that gorilla Grodd? Like, no, but it was just like a regular gorilla, I think, that escaped from the zoo. It was a butterfly gorilla, I think. A butterfly gorilla, so he's just kind of going in there, and he kind of has, um, he kind of gets more respect for Economist, because Economist, because Freddie wants to take a chainsaw into this, and they're trying to be covert, <laughs> and I thought that was, I'm telling you, Vigilante, Vigilante is probably the best character, like, on the show, hands down, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I would say him or Cena, but like it, it, they're all very likable and they're all just badasses, dude. Like it's it's hard to pinpoint, but yeah, he he definitely whenever he's on like in a scene, like he definitely steals the scene, vigilante, just by like how good of a job uh, that you know he's he's doing portraying that character. And I thought like one of the one of the cool things like the the bus ride or the you know the, the ride over before they get to the factory just the dialogue they're having and they're shitting on each other they're talking about music they're talking about like we're getting more information presented to us about the butterflies and other stuff and then i remember when i watched that like and they're also kind of bonding because at the end of all that like they bond over the 11th street kids like a band that uh fucking economist uh really likes and then you know uh, peacemaker happens to like as well and so i like i remember i turned to my wife and said i was like that's how you fucking use dialogue dude that's how you do use dialogue you it's good character development through there the team is bonding they're telling us stuff and it's not just like we need to go up there and go do this now because they have this it's like you know like that's what we get in a lot of movies Mm -hmm. like where 
the characters literally have to tell us the story. But when your dialogue is good, your characters are good, you could tell the story and it feels so natural. And I, I, I was just really blown away by that. And then, yeah, like you said, I, I thought the whole x-ray vision going in there, just guns a-blazing. He just fucking has his a gun with him just blowing people's heads off. That whole scene was badass. When he has the grenade, like, fucking duct tape to, like, another fucking, like, like missile or whatever. And then, like, he just fucking tosses that. And she's like, what is that? Like, how big is that? He's like, I don't know. I just made it this morning. And, um... Yeah. And, um... On the other... On the flip side of everything that's going on over here, you have Song, who's kind of talking to his dad and goes, rerun my prints, you know? You'll find out that they'll spoil my son. But Mern, on the other hand... So Song's almost about to uncover that they do. But then Mern has somebody else come in and take the place of um, whoever the head detective is or whoever's in charge there. So Song's kind of catching on. So you have like a couple of things going on. I like how they're still advancing that story. So you know that's going to like come up later. They're still advancing the story of what's going on with his dad. It was a big thing with him and Economist, like the scene we talked about earlier. But um, So now there's a new police um, captain. But then Song also... The detective who's working on the case, she goes to somewhere. Uh, to, she gets help from her uncle, who's a judge, because she wants to look more into what's really going on. Because I think that's going to play a bigger factor into yeah, this later on. Yeah, she's she's suspecting like there's fuckery going on. The fingerprints yeah. and stuff are getting changed. Like what's going on here? And like, so you know, she's killing it too. Uh, mm-hmm. she, she's doing good. So it's good. It's there's. I'm I'm just blown away by the show, dude. I had mm-hmm. no expectations and like when one episode ends i can't wait for another um so you know the 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 we equally we get the ride back where they're all covered like in the gorilla blood Mm -hmm. uh, because economist chains down that fucking gorilla which was fucking crazy and vigilante was like is he doing that to fuck with me because literally 15 minutes ago i said i wanted to do that and (laughs) and there you know we have it the team is like bonded now um uh, Harcourt takes that picture of them and then you know we get a text group with them in it and then we get the mermaid man emoji which has just been going off on Twitter like yeah. I've been fucking tweeting it at James Gunn like nonstop. anytime he posts something I just put the fucking emoji up there um, <laughs> and then we have that scene with Adebayo and Peacemaker uh, again you know they continue to form and bond their friendship and then early in the episode we saw um, Adebayo's mom uh, you know, message her about fucking something about a diary, leaving the diary with mm-hmm. him. So she plants that diary in his house, and you know, we'll see where that takes us. Yeah, and it, I love the. And then she goes back after that, and that's the cliffhanger they leave us on. And she goes back to their hideout, or um, you know, where they've made their headquarters, and she's fucking around with his helmet, and she sees that Mern is a butterfly. And that's how they kind of and that ended on that cliffhanger that ending. Perfect. There it is. And, and so, I yeah, like man. that. I I I I really like that when shows do that. Like you know, we found out Mern was a butterfly an episode ago or two episodes ago. I can't recall. I think it was at the end of episode two. Uh, at the end of episode four, we find out that he's yeah, a butterfly. That was the last episode. Yeah. And you know, it's like, is this gonna go on for the whole season where? They don't know he's a butterfly and stuff like that. But I like it when a show says, no, we're just going to reveal it to the other characters like right away. And so then we're going to see how the story progresses from there. I think Breaking Bad did this a couple times where it was like, 
they were, uh, you know, I was wondering, like, okay, when is, when are they going to find this out? And then they just do it right away instead of dragging it out throughout the season. And you have the, you know, the the other fucking, you know, characters are getting suspicious or anything like that. I like it when it's just like here, it's revealed, and then now let's go from here. And you know, any guesses what where we go from here? No, I think this is with a lot of the other shows, and we've kind of talked about in the past. If you go to the other podcast episodes, we tried to do that a lot. Uh, we tried to lot, do that a lot with the Disney episodes. I did. That uh, well, I think WandaVision was, was the well, one that we I did was that just the like worst. throwing shit and like, <laughs> like I was kind of like it was that meme of um, Mephisto, <laughs> Mephisto, right? Um, where I was just like, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. You know, it's like a detective trying to fucking. And I'm just enjoying the ride on this one. I really don't know what's gonna happen. This isn't a storyline that I'm familiar with, and that's what happens. They're not characters. That's why, like a lot of people, like I was recommending this show, and he goes. Well, I've never seen any of the other Peacemaker stuff. And I was like, there's literally no other Peacemaker stuff. Like, you you don't have to be caught up. Just watch the damn thing. Like, this know? is the ground level. Other yeah. than the Suicide Squad. squad. Like, yeah, I guess but that's, where he's... that's okay. They catch you up right off the bat. So if you haven't seen this show and you're still watching a spoiler video for it, I don't know why, um, watch the show, I guess. And if you have, then I think you guys can pick up what we're putting down. Yeah. I think, you know, we fucking we were imploring people in the last episode, like fucking go watch the show. If you're a if you're a comic book show fan, like fucking, you know? Just do it. And if you're you know, and if you're a Star Wars fan, then you should be caught up on Boba Fett. I hope you have, and if you haven't and you've watched Mandalorian, you gotta watch Boba Fett because that's just as fucking amazing and spoiler reviews for Boba Fett right now. We'll start that. Should should we even say or it's just spoiler? It's like essentially Mandalorian. This episode was yeah, because I said yeah. Mando. So and he's back. Is he's it back right off the bat? So yeah, yeah. It's like it's because I remember you you were like oh I haven't seen it yet and I was like oh Mandalorian. You're like I'm hanging up the phone now. It's like no, mm-hmm. that's not some kind of spoiler, dude. Well, they, like, they they take it and they write from zero to a hundred and like. That's what's so amazing about, you know, John Favreau writing this show is he's made Boba Fett like crazy, right? But then in this show, he shows you how much crazier and more of a badass like Mando is, right? Is it weird? Like the Mandalorian only came out like two years ago or whatever, but I had a feeling of like just nostalgia, like seeing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, See, walk, seeing him walk out I was out watching there it with my time. wife and I was like oh Mando she goes yes I can see him and I'm watching the fucking thing and then it's just he he's just a different level because you know Boba Fett's now later on into his career where he doesn't resort to violence as quickly I think or he wants a more of a diplomatic solution mm-hmm. to where Mando's just like alright you can either go with me or I'm gonna fucking kill you and then yeah. and then we see him wielding the dark saber bringing you in warm I could bring you in cold and then yeah, yeah it was man. just an amazing scene. Like chops him right in the middle and then walks out with his head like I was like, damn. That's that's my Mandalorian. Uh, so yeah, this whole episode is essentially just like, hey, this is what Mando's been up to. Um, you know, mm-hmm. while all this is going on. And he's back to bounty hunting. Um he goes he's just like somewhere on the outer rim or something, you know. I don't mm-hmm. know my Star Wars lore too much, but um um you know, he goes back to the armor and the other last remaining Mandalorian guy and you know he there's only three of them left i guess now yeah Uh, and one of them like wants a duel over the dark saber and 
like come on dude because i guess it belonged to his clan so there's a lot of stories about um so i guess the mythology of the dark saber is and then he's even told that yes bogotan wielded at one point and the thing with the dark saber is you have to win it in combat you can't be gifted it and if it's gifted to you it brings you bad luck so you know uh the reason that he's doing the bounty to begin with is he's trying to find directions to the mandalorian hideout and then he finds it and he gets there so there he finds the armor and Paz Vizsla, the survivors of their tribe, you know, because everything that happened at the end of... And that, I had to kind of jog my names. memory. I know. So after she talks about how he won it from Moff Gideon, he tells her that he didn't kill Moff Gideon, you know, and that he turned him into the Jedi Order. And she goes, so that you already know he's going to come back at that point because she even says it like you should have killed him. And he goes, I'm sure they'll take care of him. So then the armor, like... She breaks his, uh, she asks him where he got the best car spear and he told him that. And then she goes, you know, that's the only thing that can puncture best car. So as long as you have that spear, you're going to have to, um, it puts the other Mandalorians at risk. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes melted then because, and then she goes for what? And he goes, I'm going to make something for a foundling, very specific foundling for Grogu. And my wife was like, baby Yoda. Like, I was like, yes, yes, I know. And Maybe then you're about to get iced out in that right? fucking best. He's gonna, he's gonna make Grogu a grill, <laughs> a, a grill or like a chain. Grogu yeah, just has a big old Beskar chain. And she goes, The biggest thing about Jedi's is Jedi's are free of attachment, you know, you can't give them. And she goes, No, well, that's not our way, you know. And he, he's like, I'm like his dad, dude, so mm-hmm. he's gonna have to have this. So he's doing that, and that's when kind of, um, that's when he, he gets offered, um, uh, he gets off that's when he gets challenged to a duel you know by Paz Vizsla because he's a descendant of the Darksaber's creator that's basically says his tribe creates it and he doesn't deserve it so they're fighting or whatever and then he you know he Mando wins obviously and he's about to kill him and then she has them yield and then she asks um if he's ever taken his helmet off and he's quiet for a little bit and then he says yes I have and then she goes well then you're no longer a Mandalorian it's you like know? really like come on but she um extremist right so then she does she says there's something he has to do to get it but then he goes that doesn't exist anymore he has to go to the mines under where their planet yeah, was so that's essentially her being like yeah that's the only way to do it he's like but those don't exist she's like yeah so he's rejected by his tribe he's no longer a mandalorian so then he decides to um go back to tatooine and he meets Pelimoto, and she is just like, dude, she's probably one of my, like, I, like you said, there is nostalgia, and there she is, right off the bat, she's crazy and fucking funny and witty, and she's working on a new ship, he wants a Razor Crest, and she goes, I don't have that, but I have something better for you, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, she goes, this is an N1 Starfighter, and this is like, you know, this is, this isn't Phantom a Menace. Ship. we saw those in the Phantom yep. Menace, mm-hmm. so then they have a whole montage of them working on it, and that was pretty cool. Like, I'm telling you, like, it, it's nostalgia because it's the way they do these episodes. You know, you kind of have this old throwback of John Favreau bringing in, like, this 80s stuff and others. Like, and Bryce like Dallas mon- Howard directed this episode. She directed oh, she? She, had, she directed one other episode in, I think, was it season two of The Mandalorian? You know, it was the one where they go to that one village and they have the, 
AT or whatever. It was a really good episode. I remember like when we did when we did the review for that, I went on like a 10-minute rant about Bryce Dallas Howard. But, you know, people <laughs> were giving her props for this episode too. And people were like, you know, like yeah. they want to see her do a Star Wars movie or just get like more episodes or something like that, you know? And Yeah, I, I keep seeing Fabrock because he wrote it. But yeah, she, she yeah. did direct this one. Um, but yeah, so that that was really cool. That whole montage of them working on the ship together. And then you have a little backstory of <laughs> what's her name. How she used Palimoda used to date a Jawa, <laughs> like, and she goes very hairy. They're very hairy, and then he goes, "They'll get me anything I need," and it, it's pretty cool. So they work on it, and they make they soup it up, they make it look nice, and then he goes for his little ride. And this was essentially a Mandalorian episode in Boba yeah. Fett, yeah. you know, that's all it was. So it, you get to see him like take that for a spin. He really gets likes pulled it. over immediately. Yeah, and he sees um, the guy remembers him. He goes, "Did you by any chance like used to?" have a razor crest and he goes nope and then he like he he doesn't even jump into um hyperdrive yeah. hyperdrive it's just how like quick he is he has my thing uh, so this is his new ship you know we were wondering mm-hmm. after mandalorian when the razor crest blew up like what kind of ship he was gonna get so this is gonna be it it's like where is he gonna sleep yeah that was my biggest concern <laughs> like come on man i'm sure they have like interglass intergalactic like Hotels. Truck stops. I don't know. Truck Hotels. stops. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. He's going to figure. The, the, yeah, there was the intergalactic. There's like the TSA. He, float, he flew commercial and they were like, hey, you got to take out all, all your weapons. And then oh, yeah. it's like fucking that 10 minutes of him just fucking, just fucking taking, taking weapons out. Um, and then, yeah, at the end of it, we see Fennec Chan, uh, Chang, uh, Chand. I think that's how. Fennec Chand. Uh, yeah, Fennec Chand. Chand. Yeah. Did you say like, Chand? Like come in at racist. the. Uh, easy and she comes in at the end and is like hey we got some work for you and he's like is it boba and she's like yep and he's like it's on the house i just got to go see a little friend first i was so mad about that my wife was so mad about that because we were like oh okay now they're gonna show grogu and then she's like what the fuck there's no baby yoda i was like i know i know i'm just as angry as you sweetie she goes no you don't fucking understand there's supposed to be a baby Yoda. And I was like, <laughs> he's still there. He's probably... So this means, will we get to see another Mark Hamill? Like, mm, uh, I don't know, man. But then again, I honestly don't know. Cause I remember you had asked us earlier in the season, like, does Mando show up? And I was like, mm, I don't think so. And he got his own fucking episode. So yeah, <laughs> oh, I shit if I know. We might get to see a CGI Luke. That would be cool again, yeah. you know, and baby Yoda, of course. And then uh, one thing that in the ship where the R2 unit usually sits in the back, she said she hollowed it out. Yeah. Kind of tells me that's a little baby Yoda pod for him to yeah. kick it back there. That's like a little throwback to uh, him and his hatred for droids, I guess. She thought she still, that's why when she initially tells him, she goes, this is all handmade, no droids helped. And then he has the droids help him make it. But that would yeah, be cool. Said, yeah, he says he says thanks, little guy, to one of them. Like when yeah. you know, so so he's really warmed up. It was just cool. Again, it's weird to feel nostalgia over something that just came out like two years ago, but it was. Yeah. It was oddly nostalgic, and it was cool. The episode was badass. Um, did we? You know, is it a little unfair to Boba Fett that a whole episode went to Mando? I don't know. No, no, it's, it's not. It's not. Okay, there you go. There it is. There it is. Well, thank you guys. So the first half of this was a football. 
And the second half was Nerd Shit. So, you know, skip to whatever you guys like. Um, 50 episodes in. We're very thankful for all of our listeners. And now, hopefully our viewers, you know. If you do like podcasts and if you do like talking about or watching stuff, breakdowns about movies, TVs, or sports. Pop culture Punjabi stuff. Yeah. Like like us, watch us, share us if you think it's worth sharing. And just thank you for... um, Thank you for listening and watching. Yeah. Here's to the last 50 and here's to the next 50. Um, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Miles Apart Production. I believe it is. I haven't checked it out in a while, but um, Miles Apart Podcast. Um, you know, anywhere uh, the podcast, podcast is found. Spotify. Uh, wh- Apple what's, Pod- our, what's our new Instagram handle? Uh, the Miles Apart Podcast. There you go. So, you know, we're always, um, we're posting, I'm always posting clips and stuff from the podcast, um, memes, whatever you guys like, but memes, the main... just, 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 just post some of the best memes in the business. So, yeah, it's all. And so the biggest thing is, um, you know, we've Spotify, like you said, breaker, we're, we're going to, we're going to tell Spotify to take our podcast off actually, like Neil Young did because Joe Rogan's spreading all this misinformation on <laughs> Uh, just jokes folks it's just jokes no that was a big thing that was happening though yeah oh good old joe all righty guys here's for this week yep until next time this is jess and guggen signing off from miles apart podcast bye-bye till next time bye-bye